fractals. What the heck are fractals? Well, a fractal is a never-ending pattern that repeats itself at different scales. You could call this self-similarity. They're very complex, but they're made by repeating a simple process. In other words, simplicity leads to complexity. But why? I don't know. But in this episode, 2240, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG Bros, will be explaining when they answer the commonly asked question, how are fractals used in CGI? On the CG Bros, CG Insider Podcast. Welcome to the CG Insider Podcast. If you're a new listener to our podcast, it's great to have you. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. In today's episode of the CG Insider Podcast, we'll be answering another great question submitted to our Ask Us Anything page at thecgbros.com, this time by Brett C. from Orange, California. And Brett asks us, how are fractals used in CGI? Yes, and by the end of our discussion, you'll not only learn what the heck a fractal is, but you'll also learn a little bit of history about them, as well as how they're used uh, today to make some of uh, the great CGI and VFX that uh, we're all uh, witnessing. And be sure to stay to the end of the podcast, where we'll be sharing some of our favorite examples of fractals as well. I'm Bill Johnston, an industry veteran specializing in 3D animation and digital VFX for folks like Activision and Sony Computer Entertainment. And I'm Sean Johnston, also a professional CG artist, uh, veteran, and animator in the video games industry with over 28 years of experience. Today, I'm currently a full-time animation director, and we're both grateful to uh, be your host today for this edition of the CG Insider Podcast. So thanks for asking that great question, Brett. What is a fractal to begin with, Bill? What is it? Well, that's, you know, Sean, the natural world around us that we that we see is, is uh, complete or defined by... Uh, irregular surfaces and shapes with you know uneven edges and you know, rough corners and stuff like that and you know since since uh, Euclidean classical geometry uh, was invented you know that that describes shapes like primitives and circles and squares and cubes and uh, you know, prisms stuff like that uh, we rarely ever see those kind of things in, in nature um, and fractals are basically a mathematical way that we can describe some of these uh, irregular shapes that we see in uh, in nature, basically. Yes, and, and it's fractals of just a pattern. Basically, it repeats continuously. Um, and in fact, every section of the fractal, no matter how you zoom in or out, appears to be identical to the original shape. That's what's so cool about them. Yeah, I look at fractal images and I, I, you know, I watch fractal uh, animations. Uh, and I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, it, they're mesmerizing to me. Um, they make me, For one thing, they make me think that there's more... Uh, to reality than, than I might be aware of. And, and s- somehow it makes me aware that there are things infinitely smaller than I can imagine, as well as th- things that are even bigger than I can imagine. I mean, it's somehow it helps me grapple and kind of get my head around some of these things. Uh, they're just, just, it's just gorgeous. I mean, you could just dive deep into them. Uh, it, like you can't, they're, they're very unique in that way. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful that those images you're showing this, this particular, um, you know, it's interesting when I first saw the first fractal, I, I, it, it was a image, um, uh, and it was, it was, oh, let me just show you the image. Here's the image uh, that I first saw, of course. And it was the first fractal that I had ever seen in, in computer graphics. And it was like, wow, what is that? And it was all, it was the buzz around for so long. And the first thing I thought about when I first saw the first fractal was like, oh, that's a paisley. It just looks just like a paisley. And I'm like, well, what, what's the big deal about this thing? And, and you know, and you see them on shirts and things like that. I'm like, wow, okay, that, that's what a fractal is. Um, and if you look at it, it's, it, it does. It's very similar to what a paisley looks like, right? 
It does look like a paisley. It is a fractal. <laughs> I mean, that, it, you know, they do look similar. And I, I, I kind of thought when I saw fractals for the first time, they were paisleys as well. Yeah, I was like, "What's a big deal with this thing?" You know, and and then, gosh, I guess obviously it was basically in the '80s, right? Um, when this whole thing exploded. Definitely, yeah. Well, I, there's this. Here's an example of. Uh, well, uh, yeah, there was a whole big art art uh, scene that kind of came up at, around fractals. I mean, paisleys were very popular uh, back then. They they really started making. I mean, you should see some of the shirts today, Sean. They've really taken some of the. The fractal uh, art, art and really taking it to the kind of the next level. I did see um, that. Here, here's a, a kind of an example of just some of where where we see fractals. Uh, you know, I, sh I showed uh, some really some nice art art examples, but you know, we see them in nature. And there's an example of of a fern leaf. We see it in geometry, which I kind of described with simple triangles. And then you can kind of see how uh, it's used in algebra because fractals are basically. Mm. Uh, a mathematical formula uh, it just describes, Sean, how those shapes all uh, come together, those smaller copies of itself, how, how they're arranged to form the entire fractal. Um, and it's just, so it's basically math. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's a really great way to, to uh, teach kids, uh, or at least motivate kids to learn math. I mean, math, math is beautiful. It is. And in fact, like you're saying, everything in, in nature now that has it and, and, and just to go back, well, who, why, why did, why did the big explosion come out? You know, it, it basically, uh, Benoit Mandelbrot is, uh, was the, basically the guy who pushed this. Um, and he, and he had a book, 1977 the book came out called, uh, Fractals, Form, Chance and Dimension. And it basically described the nature of what he calls roughness, um, rather than smooth shapes and, I, I, it's interesting because I think we mentioned the, the, like a coastline. Um, if you look and you try and measure a coastline, it depends on how, how much you measure that coast. How do you measure a coastline and get an accurate reading? Well, it depends on your yardstick, right? It depends on whether you're using, well, one mile increments. If you, it gets actually larger, the more, the smaller your uh, measuring uh, it goes. Like if you go by the foot, it actually, it's actually larger. And so you keep, you keep subdividing, subdividing, and it gets larger and larger and larger and larger, um, which is super, it's uh, mathematically, it's, it's uh, infinite. It, it never goes away, right? I mean, you can keep going down to the micro level and, and keep going, right? Well, you can go to infinity, yeah. I mean, I actually tried this once where you, dry, you, know, you take the, the area that you see on a map, uh, you know, around an island, say, and then you, then you actually go to the island and you actually drive it. The distance that's on the map and the distance that you drive, the, the one that you drive is going to be much longer. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's a, it's a weird paradox, but at the same time, it's it's uh, it's fascinating. Well, there, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. there's so many nooks and crannies. And, right. and, and when you look in those nooks and crannies, you see more nooks and crannies mm -hmm. and, and more nooks and crannies than those. Right. Uh, it's, 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 that's that's kind of how fractals uh, operate. It's kind of a, a, a an, the idea of recursion in, in a way. Right. And, and there's, you know, there's fractals in your, in your, in your lungs, in your body. Uh, it's, it, you see them in trees like you showed. Uh, and this little thing here, this little example I'm showing has uh, basically a, a simple primitive, you know, of, 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 of a couple lines uh, with some V-shape for branches coming out. And you subdivide those branches and subdivide the branches. And then it becomes more and more like a real tree. And you look at a leaf on a, on a tree um, and you look... Uh, and it's just almost like a duplicate of, of the tree itself. If, and because you see all the fine lines of the branches of the leaf um, and so on and so forth. It's crazy. Yes. And that, that, that they've, they've actually boiled that down to what's called the golden mean, uh, which, which is kind of a, 
uh, you know, the golden number, the golden formula, uh, if you will. Uh, but basically, it uh, it's the it's the shape, uh, the formula that can that that, f and you see the shape is actually a spiral. It's it's the formula that completes the the ratio of space to form a spiral, and you we can see that you know in other forms. Here, I mean, here's a natural one, of course. You know, where you see the waveform and the spiraling pattern, and uh, uh, here here it is overlaid against a sunflower, and even in an egg, you you can see the 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 patterns. Um, and in nature, just, I mean, I mean, this is, I thought I was looking at a real fractal when I saw this. I didn't think this was a real vegetable, but no, that's a vegetable. And it, it's actually uh, a fractal as well. That's right. That Benoit um, uh, Mendelbrot, actually, he, he shows a really good example of that, where he actually takes like cauliflower, for example, um, and he cuts a piece of that cauliflower off. And it looks like a miniature version of, of what he just cut off. Um, and then he, you, you, you subdivide that and it's a minute, another miniature version of what he, what he cut and you get smaller and smaller and smaller. I kind of got him that idea that, of, of, uh, what a fractal is. And he actually coined the term fractal. And as far as, uh, other things you see, I mean, if you look at electricity and lightning, um, if you've ever, ever, ever observed lightning in a storm, you've seen one of, uh, you know, nature's most powerful displays of fractal up close. So, uh, take a look at that again, if you haven't, and you can see that what we're talking about, it's very, very similar. Um, yeah. go, go ahead. I was just saying, uh, just an uh, interesting thing. I don't know if you knew this, but the uh, the word fractal, uh, Mandelbrot actually, ba it's, it's based on the word uh, Latin word fractus, which means broken or, or fractured. Uh, it's kind of where we get the word fraction from. <laughs> I didn't even know that. That's that's yeah, fascinating. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mandelbrot was really the, the 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 a pioneer in this in the area because uh, he he was really the the first one to, to, to visualize, uh, you know, these these type of uh, mathematics uh, this way. Uh, it was a, just it was a, it was a way of looking at, you know, uh, and, the, and the funny thing about it is the rules are very simple. These math rules that he came up with are very simple, but they're, they're a very simple way to 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 describe complex objects like what we're seeing uh, in, in these fractals. Um, and they've done a lot of studies on, on fractals as well and, and how they, they affect us. It's pretty amazing. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But I just thought. Uh, you know, Mandelbrot's discovery was just so so landmark because um, it just kind of helped us study and understand how important uh, you know we we're, were trying to measure things in nature. You know how bacteria grows and you know, how, the patterns of freezing water and how our brain waves work and you know basically anything that that it describes chaos theory. So anything that really involves forces of chaos, there there are patterns within the chaos. It, it looks like chaos, but you can actually through uh, you know do do applying fractal math to them, you can actually. Uh, pull out patterns in the chaos, and it's it's a pretty amazing thing. I mean, you you were talking about uh, you were describing wireless cell phone antennas earlier, uh, right? Did we see that? Did you show us? Yeah, that? I can show a picture of that. Um, this that's one of the things that was kind of interesting about uh, about fractals in general is because there was a guy who actually invented the well, I, I would say used used the fractal fractal uh, idea, and uh, he was actually in a um, I guess he was Boston University, or uh, he was a, um, gosh, I can't remember exactly what he did, but his last name is Cohen. And he came up with an idea where uh, he, was, he, he, had a, he was doing a short, he was a ham operator, I guess, radio operator on the weekends. And he decided, you know, um, I can't, the, the landlord wouldn't allow me to put this big antenna on top, of the, um, on top of the building. And so what he did is he actually ended up taking... Um, going to a, a seminar where I guess uh, Benoit was there uh, and talking about this whole fractal technology. And he said, I wonder if, if I bent this uh, antenna into a smaller, you know, kind of a, made it look like almost one of these uh, fractal images you see here. 
And he was extremely surprised that it actually came. He was able to pick up and send signals so quickly and so well, just with the way he folded that antenna for his, um, his radio. And he didn't have to deal with uh, the landlord anymore. And that's kind of came up the idea, which basically patented this with the U.S. Patent Office. And that's why you don't see a bunch of um, wires or I should say antennas out of cell phones anymore like we used to have. Uh, he patented this, I believe, in 2002 and then started becoming mass produced in, in, I guess, the iPhones and things like that, where you see this technology is actually inside the phone as the antenna. And it, it can do wide range uh, and, and short range. And it's just, it, it's, uh, it's fantastic using, yeah, using certainly. what nature. Yeah, I was just saying, it, so, so it works a lot better than, the, than how we had been designing antennas before. I mean, yes. this is an advance in, in you know, qual- quality, basically. It was the simple antenna just by using this, this, these shapes. And you know, basically anything with a rhythm or a pattern um, has a chance of, of being uh, fractal-like. So um, you know, uh, you know, we see them all around in, in, in nature. So you know, if you ever look at water and you can you see the the the, the caustics and in, in, say the surface of a water, you know, it's, it's vibrating because of some kind of a, a, you know rhythm, some kind of sound source or something. Right. You'll actually see 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 the fractalization in the water surface as well. Yeah, that's it. It's like you said, it's everywhere. So then, how does it get into CGI? That's that's the cool part. Um, yeah, yeah. I was going to show one of the first, first, basically the first videos uh, that was actually made by um, you know using fractals. Um, this this gentleman here um, actually came up with the idea after reading um, um, Fractals, Form, Chance, and Dimension, that book in 1977 by Benoit, and this artist here. Um, decided to uh, use the principles for that to create the first example of fractals by subdividing um, this uh, triangle for, because he wanted to do, he wanted to create um, a uh, anim- animations where basically he was working for um, a, uh, a manufacturer of planes. And I don't know if it was McDonnell Douglas or if it was uh, something like that, but he was working for, a particular company and he wanted to do flyovers with uh, major jetliners over over landscapes and he, and it wasn't available for him to do because the technology didn't allow it in the computers at that time but like you said the simpleness of 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 that particular thing he got a chance to do it uh, by just applying the principles of that book and he was also a, a programmer type and so he created this particular um Oh gosh, uh, let me stop showing what I'm showing right now because I, I I don't want to mess it up. But uh, he actually did that and, and subdivided over the weekend and uh, showed it at SIGGRAPH and blew everybody away that he could actually have a landscape that was that you could actually fly through. Uh, in fact, he got hired at ILM to do um, the Wrath of Khan, the Genesis effect. I think we've showed it in a couple other uh, podcasts previous to this, but. Um, Fantastic. I think, you're, I think you were just showing it a little bit on your... On your on yes, your, I did. Uh, yeah, I was just showing the Wrath of Khan. So yeah, this, I'll just show it again. This is, this is uh, what he actually put together for that, that Genesis thing. Um, Genesis effect weapon. Pretty neat. That's well, yeah, the first and, one. And fractals are used as, as train generators. And that's, that's typically how fractals are used, uh, you know, more generally, uh, is, is they're, they're used to create uh, train and, and clouds and natural, natural phenomenon generally. And they have... Uh, you know these kind of things. Uh, you know, a lot of software programs do. You know, create can create these things. And you know, I, I, Sean, I kind of brings up a, a good memory that, that we had using Vista Pro. 
mm, uh, to, that's right. to create some of these landscapes. I mean, it, it's been around. Fractals have been used in a while. And when you think about, you know, the what uh, CGI, the, I mean, how the, at, the, at its base, how CGI and, uh, and fractal, you know, fractals are using CGI is, CGI is how we visualize the fractals. Without CGI, we wouldn't, I mean, yeah, I guess you could draw a fractal, uh, you know, or you could just look at them in nature as, as you know, we've been doing for thousands and tens of millions of years, whatever. Right. But, uh, you know, that's the way we visualize fractals. And, and you can, I mean, we can visualize them now to, to extreme levels of detail with, with colors and textures and everything. I mean, they're, uh, they're, they're not, there's nothing new. And as far as CGI, I mean, they're used to do, I mean, we, we've done, we've used fractals and, and uh, well, at least I've used them to, to create uh, clouds and animated clouds actually uh, in Maya. So it's, it's, it's a very powerful uh, thing, especially for creating uh, you know, vegetation and stuff in the world of 3D because you use basically the, fra the mathematics of the fractals to create some of these 3D plants, you know, you, these procedural uh, plant generators. And we'll talk about that, and I think, in our next podcast as well. Yes, and there's also uh, an example um, from just kind of recent recent times was I started to show some stuff from Star Wars Episode Three. Uh, at the very end of... Uh, I don't have it here with me, but uh, I was going to... I wanted to show um, the... Uh, well, let me see if it's at the very end of this. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of show it where they, where there was an artist that um, I believe his name is, what is his name? Uh, it was actually, let me, let me back it up. It's this Star Wars episode three, Revenge of the Sith, where basically Ewan McGregor and Obi-Wan um, as Obi-Wan and Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker, of course, are fighting a, a lightsaber duel on the lava planet uh, Mustafar. And so... Uh, artist uh, named Willie uh, Geiger, actually a VFX artist from ILM, used fractals in that scene. It's the very end of this this uh, video that I'm going to show here, um, but it's it's basically where the where they're fighting and there's there's lava that's splashing down onto this gigantic arm, uh, mechanical arm that's hanging out. And he um, what he basically did is he took um, um, a, a single jet of lava. And that shoots lava up into the air and looks and he basically was explaining that it looks really, really boring. And uh, he basically kind of used what what he called a rough, roughly the same thing he was using to he used a fractal to basically disperse that single stream into what ends up being this massive um, squirting lava. And he used it several times and just kind of composite. Oh, here it is. So this scene here and uh, he composited many, many, many times. Over and it just made that scene look so realistic and so natural because so, that's what you see in nature. And then I think that's the, the beauty of using fractals and CGI is, is when you're creating things using those things, they look like they're from their natural phenomena, right? Natural uh, occurring thing. So this is kind yeah, of a here, really, really a, cool. Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, here's a, here's a, uh, a video of uh, so, just kind just of what you're talking about. This is a video by Julius Horstewis. Who we have a, a lot of his fractal videos on our YouTube channel, uh, but uh, you know it looks like coral. You know it could be could be uh, b the brain. It could be uh, lava, like you said. It could it could be uh, also. I mean, it, you know it's it's really interesting, Sean. A, a study was done uh, to test people of different ages. You know, all the way from you know infants to to uh, you know old folks, and and it show, it basically that it showed them fractals uh, from simple fractals to complex fra complex fractals. And they found that the patterns with greater complexity were more preferred, even by the babies. Uh, it was really interesting. That's and, fascinating. You know, Psychology Today did a study, uh, also which talked about you know fract watching fractal animations or looking at fractals uh, can reduce your stress up up to sixty percent, um, especially the, the the patterns that you see in nature. And so that's probably why 
you know, walking in nature, uh, you know, kind of is, is, is soothing and, and relaxing for us. Uh, there's some kind of harmonic psychological or physiological resonance that, that we, when we, our eyes see fractals, uh, it, it, it calms the brain. Right. I'm, I'm, I bet you there's, there's fractals if you even look at somebody's eyeball, because a lot of that stuff looks like the, the inner eye, you know, the pupil. Um, when you're looking at it, it, some of the fractal stuff that you see, it's it's just beautiful, beautiful. Um, The other thing is, uh, here's an example here of Marvel. Um, If you didn't didn't see Guardians of the Galaxy 2, you should see it. It's pretty cool. Um, But there's a a fractal art that's actually used in Guardians of the Galaxy for one of the first times. Um, And it's a software called Mandelbub uh, 3D. And it's a software that uh, the previous artist you just showed um, on our on our channel was actually showing and using, um, and he's all rendered out, and you can render these uh, these fractals out in 3D, almost like you can go into this this uh, kind of a you know um, in, atmospheric uh, space um, landscape that's like uh, you know it's something you could never uh, dream of. Uh, it's just just beautiful that the effects you can use this. But anyway, Hal Tenney was uh, one of the artists that actually worked on on this particular scene, and, and if you look at it. Um, you can see all the trees that around there with all of the, the, uh, bulb bulbous looking things, um, that look like a cauliflower with different, you know, multicolored things, but they used that particular software that you can download yourself and, uh, start experimenting and render out yourself. Um, it's, it's beautiful. Um, if you look at this whole scene here where they're, they're looking around at the very end of it, you can see how they also used it with, um, the actual, uh, palace itself. Um, I thought it was really pretty, pretty amazing here. If you can see this. Yeah. Look at, look, just look at the detail. You mean the detail that is, is so in your face, right? It's just so much to look at, you know, it's almost like procedural, right? <laughs> in a lot, yeah, of, ways, in a lot right? of ways. And I think that's probably why I like fractals so much for I me mean, personally is because, you know, I, I'm drawn into their complexity and their chaos at the same time. You know, they, they have, they have chaos and order. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, strange balance between chaos and order you know it's chaotic but i don't know I, I, that's what i really like about it it's it's chaos and order at the same time right and it's not like yeah it, i i totally get that i get that same feeling that's wow well and you know it, it, what's really interesting is you know fractals are, are making a real big comeback these days with uh especially and, and that's that's really why Mandelbrot should be you know recognized i think really in, in the in the in the big scheme of things is because he he really bridged that the gap between art and math and showed that you know art is math in a, in a lot of ways uh yeah and so uh, you know it's 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 becoming uh you know we're just it's it, fractals and other s- symmetric objects and patterns um you know they're they're just really important and i think from the standpoint of of you know being able to uh you know, being able to understand that, that it affects us physiologically, you know, at, 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 a, at a basic level, uh, and that it's it's actually bridging, you know, bridging some scientific uh, advancements in chaos theory, and and you know, I, I'll tell you, uh, you know, when you, when I look at some of these things, and I, I I read read you know, some you know about fractals and how 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 they they go into infinity in both ways, it, it makes me kind of Sean, honestly believe in. God a little bit, you know. It's they even even found that fractals are, are part of the, part of the universe itself. Um, Absolutely, you know. If you if you you know look look out there, you'll see you see these fractalized plasma fields. And if you you looked inside of those, you'd see solar systems. And if you look inside of those, you'd find Earth. And then you 
right. find continents and cities, and then you'd find humans, and then you'd find humans, you're, they have brains, and you'd go in there and you'd find millions of cells, and yeah. you'd find trillions of synapses in the cells, and then, I mean, it just, you'd find DNA inside that, and inside that you'd find neutrinos and quarks. I mean, it's just, the, the, the world of fractals is, is just, it, it, it's, it permeates everything, honestly, it's unending. think about it. It's unending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I totally. I, yes, I, I agree with you 100. percent The, the, uh, the, and when they start using it in CGI and and, and compositing together different, you know, uh, buildings along with the the fractal uh, environments in the background of those things. I mean, some of the artists here, like Ricky uh, Jarnigan and and Matthew Haggett, these are these are some of the uh, really cool artists out there that have made these intricate looking. Um, Gosh, just beautiful uh, artwork using fractals. Uh, it's just, it's almost like a spiral graph. It kind of gives me that same feel there. Um, and, and, you know, of course, and then Mandelbrot 3D, uh, Mandelbrot 3D software, you can use this and uh, make your own um, environments uh, with uh, these fractal landscapes and buildings and they can go on forever and ever. You zoom, 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 zoom in and it just continues forever. So... Yes, yeah. and you can add your own textures and materials to them. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, and there's other software as well. Uh, Apophysis is another popular one. J Wildfire is another great one. Xeno Dream. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different ones. Uh, if you go to um, AIartist.org, they have a really comprehensive list of, of most of them. I mean, there's dozens and dozens. I mean, and Blender actually has a new, uh, well, it already had Mandelbulb uh, in there. You could use it with the volume shader kind of in a, in a fog. Kind of mm -hmm. thing, but you weren't actually able to create, you know, uh, real 3D objects, you know, with polygons. Uh, but now they've got uh, the newest version of Blender includes uh, 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 something called a volume cube, where you can actually make 3D fractals. Uh, and there's another great if you just want to just make some cool fractal images. You really owe, owe yourself to, to head over to fr, uh, you know, Frax. Use Frax. I think it's fr.ax uh, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. But Frax. You can create some just amazing fractal uh, creations of yourself if you're interested in, in doing that. Uh, yeah, there's even some software you can make your own fractal plants that they can design your own plants. Uh, and also uh, you can actually create f fake maps of, of a, fake, uh, a fake world. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool uh, all the things you can do. It was incredible. I wish we could we could talk a little more about. It. There's certainly you know a lot more to discuss, and we wish we could have more time to show you guys some some other great examples of fractals. But we appreciate you being part of our podcast today, and we want you to know we do them exclusively for you. And we had a great time answering Brett's question: How are fractals used in CGI? Uh, and it's our hope that you learned something new today, because it's our philosophy here at the CG Bros that you should learn something uh, new at least once every week, whether you need to or not. Uh, and we enjoyed our conversation. Hope you did too. And if you did. Please share it around with some of your friends. So let them know about the podcast. Um, also, please hit that like button too, because it helps YouTube find uh, other people like you who are interested in hearing cool podcasts about CGI and VFX related stuff uh, that we talk about here on the CG Bros Insider Podcast. By the way, if you've uh, got a subject you'd like us to discuss on one of our podcasts, let us know about it by uh, going uh, to our website, thecgbros.com, to the About Us tab, and then ask us uh, uh, the Ask Us Anything drop down, just like uh, Brett did. Just pull it down and do that. We're always looking to improve our podcast and we'd like to know what you think. So please leave us a comment below. And if you do, there are no guarantees, of course. We may even read it during one of our future podcasts. And just in case you didn't know, uh, we do uh, bring you a new edition of the CG Insider right here every week. 
where we discuss things having to do with computer graphics, CGI uh, animation, and digital VFX, as well as other related and interesting topics. So be sure to go uh, check out our channel, the CG Bros YouTube channel, for your front row seat for some of these amazing state-of-the-art CGI short film uh, entertainment uh, pieces uh, by new media producers and VFX studios. Um, and uh, you can check out some VFX breakdowns and behind-the-scenes making of it as well. We've got it all there on our channel. Check it out. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you here again next week uh, for the podcast, where we'll be answering another great fan question. Keep them coming, guys. Uh, what is procedural animation? That should be quite interesting. We touched on it a little bit today, but we're gonna we're gonna do a deep dive. I actually week. mentioned it. Yes, we'll we'll see you here next week. Well, that's it for today. We sure hope you've enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question: How are fractals used in CGI? Thanks for being with us. If you watched us on YouTube and you enjoyed the experience, please hit the super thanks button, where you can buy us a cup of coffee. Please give us a thumbs up too. Be sure to leave a comment because we might share it on a future podcast and give you a personal shout out by name. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free and ring the bell so you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. Also, please share the video with your friends on social media. And don't forget to tell all your friends that they too can enjoy the audio-only version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Stitcher. Here's a free bonus. If you'd like even more insider information delivered right to your inbox, subscribe to our free CG Insider monthly newsletter. Go to our website, cgbros.com, and sign up. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, what is procedural animation? This has been episode 2240 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time. <laughs>